It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Patriots, your daily New England Patriots podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all of you Foxborough faithful, and thank you once again for making Locked On Patriots a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage. Also, hopefully your first listen each and every day. Remember, Locked On Patriots is available wherever you get your podcasts, so be sure to download, subscribe to, and follow Locked On Patriots on all platforms, including YouTube, to make sure you get the latest episode as soon as it's available. I'm your host, Mike DeBate. I cover your New England Patriots for Patriots Country of Sports Illustrated. Reach out to me. Let me know what's on your mind on X at M-D-A-B-A-T-E-N-F-L. While you're out there showing love to social media via Locked On Patriots, be sure to follow our account there as well at L-O underscore Patriots. And Pats fans, today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. And Patriots fans, as your New England Patriots walked off the field at Deutsche Bank Park at Frankfurt Stadium on Sunday, seemingly accepting their Week 10 loss to the Indianapolis Colts, 10-6, to and unfortunately accepting their fate that this team is most likely headed for a season in the cellar. And it's not something I would have predicted It's not something our good friend here predicted, because joining me today to break it all down is our good friend, the legendary Connor Murphy Fisto himself, Thomas Murphy of E2G Sports. Thank you for coming to me in friendship, and thank you for lending your wisdom, your counsel, and input today on, I truly don't know what to call this today, Don Murph. Um, Mailbag melee. Mm. Um, You know, the, (laughs) the, the... I, I I don't know, man. I'm at, I'm at a complete loss here, Michael. Uh, it, it was it was laid out for them that that these last two weeks were supposed to be get right weeks. They were they were they were winnable games. They were games that you know another another two games that were uh, decided by one score, and it came down to a couple of keys not being turned, and and that's basically it. That's where this team is right now. We're just looking for a little joy in Mudville, and right now there are there are two camps. You know, the the guys that that the the fans that that want you to show a little gumption, a little um, self respect, and get some W's out there, and the other camp that is just trying to uh, to get a top three pick in uh, in the draft coming up in June. I'm not I'm not ready to start diving into uh, into um, my draft analysis yet. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tell me about it. You know, Mock Draft Monday is something that is always a lot of fun here on Lockdown yeah. Patriots, but at its appropriate time, folks. We don't want to start mock drafting heading into Thanksgiving. No. And, uh, you know, for the last 20 years, Murph, that was an unheard of concept here in New England. There was no way 
that Thanksgiving was the end of your season. Bill Belichick had gone on record several times saying good football doesn't start until Thanksgiving. Right. So, you know, folks, it really, really is a difficult time. And for the first time since 2000, Bill Belichick's first season here in New England, the Patriots are a two and eight football team. Murphy. Right. It's a harsh reality for a franchise that was once considered almost a foregone conclusion at the top of the standings of both the division and, of course, the conference as well. But that is where the current iteration of New England Patriots currently resides, mustering only six points in a game which team owner Robert Kraft said before the game he wanted to win badly. And you have to wonder what this is going to mean for the bye week coming up. But conversation for maybe a little bit later in today's show and definitely for later in the week today, we're going to focus primarily on what we saw on the field yesterday, Murph. You and I both know it's going to be categorized in so many different ways. The Patriots had missed opportunities. Uh, the Patriots executed poorly. They were not well prepared by their coaches. I think that's all fancy ways of saying they simply just did not turn the monster keys to victory. Right. And if they had, they would have come out with a victory yesterday. Now, I know you were pretty monster mad on social media yesterday. Anybody that's looking at this will say, yep, we saw Murph's tweets on Sunday morning. He was not happy specifically which keys really surprised you the most that were not turned and what could the patriots have done differently to try to get a win yesterday six is not threes mm-hmm. um that's it uh they had uh what five trips to the red zone and they came away empty mm-hmm. on all five trips they they missed a a gimme field goal that would have uh you know the special teams didn't come up well in the entire game but, you know, to miss that field goal where Mac would have just been or or Bailey would have just been driving for a field goal at the end of the game instead of uh, instead of needing a touchdown. Um, but no, it, it's sixes, not threes, not taking care of the ball, uh, you know, uh, win the turnover battle. Those are the two keys that that did not get turned on Sunday and uh, and ended up haunting the Patriots. You know, uh, also, you know, you could throw in there, uh, limit the laundry. It's the weeklies mm, that yeah. this team is not getting. They're, Juju Smith-Schuster had two game-driving, you know, uh, game-driving uh, penalties for for motion that just shouldn't happen to a to a um, to a seasoned veteran like that. You know where you have to be. You know you can't be moving forward. Uh, and 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 both of those calls, both of those flags ended drives. Mm, they did. And we talk about winning the battle on third down. You have preached yeah. this almost every week coming on here on Locked On Patriots, whether it be presenting your monster keys or whether we be breaking down the aftermath of a lot of disappointing losses. The Patriots lose the battle on third down, and it was yep. not any different yesterday, folks. Six of 14 against an Indianapolis Colts team right. that was there to be had is not going to cut it. You cannot win in this environment, in this NFL, by being futile on third down. And the Patriots just continue to have that problem. Bill Belichick acknowledged that both when he spoke to the media yesterday after the game and then upon his return from Germany this morning when he spoke with reporters via video conference. That was a very common theme throughout right. his his uh, um, you know his comments. Got to win the battle on third down. Have to execute. Patriots simply are not executing right now. No, they're they're really not. Um, too often they uh, they completely look like they're they're um, not on the same page. Okay, uh, you just go back and ask, you know, why the Patriots didn't throw a hail mary at the end of the first half and 
Max sitting there saying, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, go talk to the coaches. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, his, his, uh, his season may be done. His career in New England here may be done. I hope not. Uh, because I, again, you know, getting back to the draft, I'm not ready to go into full Cleveland mode and start chasing quarterback after quarterback. I'm still in, uh, in the, uh, the, on the side of the room that, that wants to see them build a team first and then find a quarterback. If, if Mac isn't, isn't going to be it here after his fifth year option. Yeah. I think that's a very good point. People are maybe missing that point or maybe willfully ignoring that point. But when you have a full-scale rebuild, unless Mm -hmm. you are absolutely sure, unless it's Caleb Williams or Drake coming in here, and even those aren't solidified, guaranteed options. It's just um, not. You have to realize, folks, that nurturing, cultivating a quarterback and making that quarterback what you need him to be is not an easy task. And we're going to get into that question of the day a little bit later. So I don't want to go too much on that right now because that was the overwhelming mailbag Monday question here. Uh, And we're going to continue to, uh, to talk about that. No, but I think it's absolutely relevant because you can't talk about offensive struggles and offensive keys unturned unless you do go into the problems that Mac had yesterday. We're still seeing its inability to make sound decisions when most needed. It's more concerned with with watching the rush than anything else. And that interception was as bad of a throw as you can make and as bad of a time as you can make it. Mike Gusecki open in the end zone. He's right to target him, but he's not throwing the ball. Where, where are your feet? Exactly. Where are your bloody feet? You're standing there tossing the ball with parallel feet. This Mm -hmm. is something that you teach kids when they're 11 years old, Mm -hmm. how to step into a ball, where your feet need to be. And trust me, there isn't a coach on the planet from from Pop Warner all the way up through the NFL that tells you to stand with your feet parallel. Mm -hmm. You know, it it just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. That play was there. That was a six and not a three, and it was just ridiculous. You know, it wasn't even a three because we ended up throwing a, a stupid interception right. in the red zone. You, we yeah. can't have that. You, you can't have that. We're still seeing that customary, and I say customary derisively here because that is not something we should be seeing from Mac no. Jones. Those back-footed fadeaways. That's not what Mac is designed to do as a quarterback, folks. If he's making passes like that, something is terribly wrong. Back-footed. Flat-footed yeah. and it, yeah. and and today, today, all you hear on social media and on on the uh, on the radio is how they would rather have the quarterback that was on the other side of the field. Mm. Who was that quarterback? Gardner Minshew. Gardner <laughs> Minshew. Who's the quarterback that I wanted here in New England three years ago when they brought in Cam Newton? Mm. Gardner Minshew. Yep. And, and we have the laughed. receipts here on Locked On Patriots to prove it. I remember talking with Murph about that. And I actually remember chuckling along with a lot of you. And Murph mm-hmm. was right on the money in terms of guys that can evade defenders when the clock, when the pocket starts to collapse and make plays. You saw it Gardner my do fiendish it plot. Yeah. It was my fiendish plot of Gardner Minshew. Go back. I've, mm-hmm. I've written about it. I talked about it mm-hmm. here. All right. A, 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 a solid quarterback that can avoid a rush. Mm-hmm. That can run this offense, what what we're running here and what the Patriots have been running here for 20 years. And the kid was perfect for it, and I was ignored and guffawing at. Yeah. Well, 
Unfortunately, folks, for the Patriots, they did not turn that key, and they didn't turn a lot of keys on the field yesterday. Um, Obviously, Mac Jones, terrible decision, and he called his own throw terrible after the game. Mac took full responsibility for that throw, as he has been. He's been taking accountability for his miscues. The one thing you have to give Mac, whether you like him or whether you don't, folks, he stands there and faces the music. If he did something wrong, he'll be first to admit it. He'll take culpability, and then, you know, we just haven't seen the actual ingenuity on the field to correct these issues, but he is taking culpability for it. Right. We'll talk more about that when we get Mac to the future in a little while. Hey guys, it's Joe Marino being around sports media and a fan of the Buffalo bills for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what-if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, and new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. Lockdown listeners, we've all been there. You want tickets to the big game or your favorite musical artist, and you just can't seem to find an easy and affordable way to do it. Well, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all of the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. And game time's all-in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal without all those hidden fees. They're actually obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. That includes their zone deals, where you pick the section and Game Time picks the seats for an average of an 18% savings. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find the tickets in the same section and roll for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use the code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. So again, create an account, redeem the code LOCKEDONNFL, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-F-L, for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Bottom line, this was not the only problem. Max egregious interception led to... An interception, Murph, that may even be more egregious when you take a look at how it was thrown, what was done, and the reasonings behind it. Bailey Zappi coming in on the final series, three of seven passes, 25 yards. He did convert a fourth down. So, I mean, you want to give him credit for doing you know that to get the Patriots advanced a little bit. But he fakes a spike or attempts to fake a spike yep. and tosses the ball into triple coverage. I could not understand why that ball was released, why it was thrown in the direction it was thrown. Right. Um, 
You this have was, no timeouts. This there, was an there extreme was, head scratcher here. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. Um, it was beyond stupid. It was submoronic mm-hmm. to to not only make this play call, but to uh, to to throw the ball where he did. You had no mm-hmm. timeouts. You had no time. You have no time on the clock. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he's talking about afterwards. Well, I was hoping that they'd throw a flag there. That mm-hmm. you weren't getting a flag there. Yeah. Not from this crew. No way. That wasn't happening. Yeah. Guys were getting held and tugged and 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 shrugged on both sides of the ball. And did you see a pass interference call? Did nope. you did you see a holding <laughs> on on either defensive backfield in that entire yeah. game? No, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. These guys weren't making that call there. You if you're going to make that call, you need two go routes into the into down the field into the end zone. Outside the hash marks, you don't throw that ball to the middle of the field where you have absolutely no chance to get up to the line of scrimmage and then, you know, clock something. Mm. Should have clocked it there, figured out a play and 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 tried done what you done what you needed to do. Maybe get another 15 yards on the next play on an out route or something. It was stupid. And yeah. I can't believe that that Bill O'Brien would call a play like that in that instance. This had to be Junior making the call on his own. I, I, I just can't believe that O'Brien would do that. Yeah, and that really, I think, exacerbates the problem. Either way, if O'Brien is calling this play, you have right. to wonder whether or not he's still the same Bill O'Brien because that's just uncharacteristic of the guy we knew up here as an offensive coordinator, the head yep. coach of the Penn State Nittany Lions, the head coach and general manager, essentially, of the uh, Houston Texans, and then running the offense down in Alabama for a couple of years. You didn't see things like that. Just uncharacteristic again. And if it's Bailey kind of going rogue here and doing it on his own, it only clearly points out, folks, that Bailey Zappi is not the answer, nor is Mac Jones. No. What do you do if you're the New England Patriots? Well, you try to run the football. And they tried to do that effectively yesterday. The Patriots did have 167 yards on the ground from their runners. That was their highest output since December of last year. So Patriots trying to get yep. the ball going. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson, 88 yards. Ezekiel Elliott, 54. Mack even tripped in uh, 25 yards, including a 15-yard run. Um, I thought the offensive line did a good job blocking for the run yesterday. Uh, but the pass protection, right. again, folks, surrendering five first-half sacks. And four of those came on third That's down. It. And you wonder why, Murph, they're only 6 of 14 on third down. It's It really is. It's a tough situation for the Patriots all the way around. It really is. It 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 really and truly is. It, it's it's so aggravating when you see, um, you know the 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 Patriots allowing this kind of mayhem, um, at, on the front line. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in 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 the the one thing that Mac does terribly is handle pressure. And the pressure that 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 the Colts would routinely dial up on third down was was just was just god awful, and and they had they had nothing. I I, I said find DeForest Buckner. It was it was right there in my keys, and DeForest Buckner had himself a day. The only time the only time the Patriots' offense looked good was when he was off the field. 
Yeah, exactly. And Steve and I discussed the prowess of DeForest Buckner here on Friday on our pregame yep. show. And sure enough, there it was very much plain in black and white, just like Murph said, he wrote in his monster keys. And as we discussed here, if you try to contain him, keep him at bay, you've got a shot. But if he's running amok like he did early on right. in this game, you're not standing a chance. And really, uh, all Patriots players under duress yesterday. Um Murph, before we take our leave of the offense, any more of your monster keys that you feel needed to be turned, were not turned, or dare I say, were not even addressed? Um, you know, it, it, they really did a good job with everything except for what we we got to, with mm-hmm. the exception of the hunt for Red October, who is Gardner Minshew. Mm-hmm. Um, Minshew was, was harassed, but he wasn't contained. They never got to him. I'm not sure how many hits they got on him, maybe two or three, but he was never sacked. They didn't They didn't get into his face uh, nearly enough, okay? Mm-hmm. Gardner Minshew is not somebody – this is not his first uh, rodeo, people. Mm-hmm. All right, if he's going to – if he can extend the play and expend it, he's going to find open guys mm-hmm. when he needs to. And he didn't yeah. throw the ball a hell of a lot, but when he did, he found his targets. Absolutely. And folks, that is the reason why the Patriots are facing a two and eight record heading into their bye and now facing a ton of questions, including the question on everybody's mind. Murph and I are going to answer that question in just a moment, but not before talking about another unit that continuously disappoints week after week. It's not all about offensive futility here with the Patriots, folks. The special teams unit has been abhorrent. And it's not characteristic of a Patriots team. Why is that? What can the Patriots do better? And yeah, we're even going to pick out a silver lining from the German skies on this episode of the Locked On Patriots podcast. Stick around when we continue in just a moment. Don't forget, Locked On Patriots is a proud part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on listeners, score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. And folks, there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over, under, and so much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season in style. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. This is David Harrison of the Locked On Commanders podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Discover. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Thank you once again for joining us here today on Locked On Patriots, for making us a daily part of your New England Patriots coverage, and hopefully one of your listens when it comes to post-game coverage of the Patriots' 10-6 loss to the Indianapolis Colts in Frankfurt, Germany. Murph, before we get into some more negativity, uh, definitely looked like uh, our uh, Deutschland brotherhood over there in, uh, uh, in Germany 
really enjoyed seeing they NFL did. football yesterday. They were having a blast. Uh, everyone that was on site uh, talked about just how engaged the crowd was and how hospitable uh, they all were. Really a great opportunity for the NFL to showcase what it can do on this international stage. Got to give all the credit where credit is due to the league, to Robert Kraft for helping to yep. push for this. Uh, this Seabash. was something that I think was, yeah, absolutely. And a big tip of the cap, you're right, to Sebastian yeah. Ballmer, who I think had more fun than anybody last right. week. Um, great stuff from Germany. Uh, regardless of the outcome, this was a positive for the Patriots. Everybody had a good time. I got a, uh, a couple of, uh, of playlists sent to me of all the music that was sent over there. They, they loved singing uh, Sweet Caroline and a little John Denver out there. They, they had a good time with that. So, yeah, I, I really I really feel bad for it. This was basically a, um, a Patriots uh, home game in Europe. Uh, and in the, the fans that, that showed up that, that flew over, cause I had friends that did fly over and, and the ones there that came from, from all around Europe, from England, from Germany, from, uh, Ireland, I got messages from guys in Ireland asking me if I was going to be there and, um, and they, they deserve better because they really showed out for the Patriots on Sunday. Yeah, they really and truly did, including one of the great supporters of Locked On Patriots. Uh, the lovely Miss Christina Quigley uh, is uh, right. one of our great supporters, and she wanted to know if Locked On Patriots was represented overseas. Unfortunately not, but no. you did an amazing job of representing Patriots there Nation. So a tip of the cap to you, Christina. Thank you for all your support, and we hope you had a great time in Germany. And Murph, I completely agree, although I do think an opportunity for a David Hasselhoff halftime show was missed. I think it would have been great, Murph. Hashtag Hoff time. Think about the marketing capabilities, bud. This would have been great. He could have worn it the glowing been, jacket. He could have worn the glowing jacket. I was there. I was actually mm. there when the when the wall came down. I'm not going to get into the entire story. But yeah, I was there. I've I saw the I saw the jacket. <laughs> she, yeah, he's heard it a couple of times. <laughs> but um I, I tend to I tend to break that out after a couple of whiskeys, yep. and um and it, it it's a good story and and I'll I'll tell anybody in private about it, but um it, it, yeah it would have been nice to have the Hoff there, <laughs> yeah it would have been uh, maybe it would have given the Patriots a little uh, life saving yeah. capability who knows, uh, but uh, bottom line unfortunately the New England Patriots were not able to hold up their end of the bargain. And they drop this 10 to 6 matchup to the Indianapolis Colts and drop to 2 and 8 on the season. Right. Murph, we are going to get to the question on everybody's mind in just a moment because it is a question that needs to be answered. But the one thing I wanted to do was take a little pressure off of the offense. They definitely have enough on their shoulders. And I think we've talked about all of their problems ad nauseum. But the special team snafus, I think, surprised me the most on this team because last season, Cameron Atchard, I think, did the best job he possibly could. He was yep. over his head. There were a lot of issues on that special teams last year that just were not fixed. You expected bringing in guys like Chris Board, getting someone like a Cody Davis back, yep. Matthew Slater coming back to anchor everything, dedicated special teams players. And I think two special teams coaches now with Cameron Atchard right. and Joe Judge chipping in, you expected to see that prowess return and the Patriots' pride in special teams. Once again, you're not seeing it. There's futility in the game's third phase. The blocked punt yesterday using, that was a planned rush. They put Come nine on. players at the line of scrimmage, but the Colts read through it, and they did a very good job of neutralizing it. 
Rigoberto Sanchez kicked a, a 69-yard punt that really should not have been anywhere no. near that. Colts special teams unit took full advantage of that. Didn't have a returner deep in the field, and the Patriots paid the price. Right. You mentioned Ryland's 35-yard miss. Um, oh. I go back to a 42-yard kickoff return by Isaiah McKenzie, who I'm embarrassed to say right. I did not realize could still be a thorn in the side of the New England Patriots. I thought that was more of a connection thing with Josh Allen. Turns out Isaiah McKenzie just loves playing against the Patriots. And if they signed him this offseason, like they listened to me and they should have done, yeah. wouldn't have been a problem yesterday, but I digress. Yeah. Murph, you played on special teams. You know yeah. the value. How surprising is this to you? Because it just is so it, unpatriotic. It's shocking. it's shocking with the amount of, of money that's spent extra money on guys mm -hmm. that only play special teams with the coaching staff that they have now in, in um, I, I couldn't believe it. I honestly, I honestly could not believe what they did. I mean, mm -hmm. you, you've got a team backed up on their own 13 and you sit there and you decide to, to, to run an all out block play. You've got nine guys on the, on the, on the, mm -hmm. the line of scrimmage. There's nine Douglas and Sean Wade are at least 10 yards back off the ball. And they allowed that to happen. They, they, you cannot, if you set up like that, you cannot let that punt get off. You mm -hmm. cannot do it. And right. they did it and it completely flipped the field. And instead of, you know, Ending up with decent field position, which they mm -hmm. probably should have been at about their own 35, maybe 40 yeah. yard line. They, 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 he got off the, what did you say? It was a 63 yard punt? 69. 69. 69. 69. Well, with the, with the bounces, with the, yes. Yeah, with so, the bounce, uh, yeah, it, it was 69 yep. yard. Yep. There you go. The old, uh, the old Gronk number. <laughs> and, um, but there were other misses from, from those guys too, uh, letting Isaiah McKenzie, like you said, uh, get that 35 yarder run back. It was awful. It was just mm -hmm. awful. And of course, you know, the, the missed chip field goal, um, the only, the only bright spot to this and, and, and really this season is Bryce Berenger, who unfortunately yeah. his name was, was called wrongly the entire first half of the game. Yeah. Rich, uh, um, Rich had a rough Rich, one yesterday. Rich Eisen is is very is not very good at what he was doing on Sunday. Okay, he's not he's not good at it. Please, NFL yeah. Network, stop having him do it. He does many things very well. Let him go do those things mm -hmm. because game calling is not one of them. Yeah. It isn't. Yeah, yeah Rich know? had a and little a, uh, had a tough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 it was good to hear Jason. To, though. I did yeah, love to hear it was. Jason. The tip of the cap yeah, to Jason yeah. McCourty who was probably biting his lip the entire time, <laughs> just looking at what the hell are you talking about? Um, so, uh, but yeah, the, the special teams unit, it, it's always been all three phases here. And for two years now that hasn't happened. And um, I'm not sure what some of this personnel is thinking. I am not sure what the coaching staff is thinking. You didn't need to uh, create a turnover off that punt. You didn't need to. What you needed Absolutely to do right. was make sure that you had good field position and you didn't have a puncher, but you didn't have a, a kick returner back there. You didn't have a punt yeah. returner back there. Yeah, no. Yeah, I did play special teams, but I, I wasn't a returner. <laughs> yeah. I was up there and blocked. I couldn't even long snap. If I was a long snapper, I'd still be in the league. Yeah. yeah. A lot of focus on the run on both sides of the football yesterday. And, folks, if right. there was a positive, if there was a silver lining to be taken yep. from the field, and I know a lot of you are rolling your eyes and saying, yeah, Mike, you're reaching or, 
or if you're reaching or there really nope. was no silver lining, I want to give a slight tip of the cap. Or You know what? Scratch that. I want to give a tip of the cap, a full tip of the cap to the run defense, which stepped up right. in the absence of Juwan Bentley and knowing how how absolutely uh, fundamental he is in helping the middle of that field contain the run and actually be the, the driving force behind that defense. Jonathan Taylor was held to just three yards per attempt, 23 right. carries, 69 yards, with the exception of that touchdown drive that the that the, uh, the Colts put together. He was held in check. Zach Moss, who's supposed to be the Robin and his Batman, one handoff, two yards. Right. Patriots were without Bentley yesterday. That could have been a disaster. Big kudos to Calvin Munson, who stepped up a big time in his uh, um, in, uh, in his absence. Mac Wilson Sr. playing an off-the-ball role. Yep. He comes out of the game for a little bit with a head injury. Who comes in to try to play that middle-of-the-field traffic director but Kyle Duggar coming Kyle in with Duggar. a big, big run stuff. It was third and oh, one. God. Yeah, that forced the Colts punt. That could have been another it drive did. that it's, really it's, would have been. It's back nice to see Duggar playing position, playing where he should be used. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that was quite evident yesterday. Christian Barmore is just a force of nature. Yeah, he is. All right, absolutely. What he did yesterday was amazing. It, it was downright amazing to to shut down this offensive line and this running game and in in the way that he was able to help out. Um, Godchild did did a fantastic job. The man was held on every single play that that I got to see of him. Uh, we got no flags on that whatsoever. But it was happening on the other side of the ball too. Only the only difference was their their rushers were actually getting to the quarterback. Um, but no, the run defense was fantastic yesterday. And just to flip it back over, while these guys couldn't pass block to save their lives, the interior of this offensive line. Uh, has not played a better game this season. Uh, what they were able to do to open up for um, for uh, Stevenson and Zeke yesterday was was fantastic. It really was. The, these guys balled right out, and um, David Andrews is a god. You know, ju- getting out there and jumping on that that loose ball early in the game was was uh, could have been a game changer. Yeah, it really could have been a game changer, and in a lot of ways. Folks, I think we were looking at a potential game changer in a lot of phases in the game. And Murph, I think that leads us quite nicely into our final question for today. And it is the overwhelming Mailbag Monday big-time yep. submission. All of you are wondering, not is Bill Belichick on the hot seat, not what did Robert Kraft say in his private box. These are all questions that I know you have, but everybody wants to seem to know whether or not Mac Jones has made his final start in a Patriots uniform. Mailbag Monday, there it is, folks. Will Mac Jones start another game for the New England Patriots? Murph, your wisdom, your counsel, your insight is always valued here on Locked On Patriots, perhaps today more than any other, my friend. I put mm-hmm. the ball in your court first. Have mm-hmm. we seen the last of Mac as a starting quarterback for your New England Patriots? Nope, not a chance in hell. He's going to start the, the next game. He's going to be the starting quarterback coming off this bye. You know why? Because Bailey Zappi does not have it. Hmm. All right, there you go. I'm going to say it right then and there. Bailey Zappi is not the man. Uh, it is shown in practices. It is shown in games uh, that that he cannot, he, he, he doesn't have the talent to do it. Okay, so unless this is full tank mode, that's not going to happen. All right, Will Greer is still the third quarterback on the depth chart. He has been here for two months. 
and he has not been able to leapfrog Bailey Zappi. Mm. All right. So I, I know this isn't the answer to the question that most of you are looking for, but Mac Jones is still the best quarterback in the room, and he's going to get the start in uh, in week 11. Yeah, I think if you ask the question at the end of the year, our answer is probably right. going to be different. Uh, but I think you ask the question right now, Murph, I agree with you. And for the reasons that Murph outlined, folks, look, it's easy to point to Mac Jones and look at him and right. say he's lost it. He doesn't have it. He's broken. We hear these tag words all the time. It makes for good social media postings because right. people see that and they feed into it. It makes for good article fodder. You want to read about a broken quarterback or why he is the way he is. But bottom line, when you don't have the horses on the bench to be able to come in and give your team a spark, it. it puts you at a dramatic disadvantage. And that's where the Patriots are right now. You know, Bailey works hard to prepare. There's no question about it. You hear all the stuff on Mac about how he's the hardest worker in the room. First guy in, last guy to leave. The whole nine yards, I can tell you from personal Practices experience. Well, and that, you know, he's, yep. it's true. Mac is always out on the field. He's talking to his coaches. He's looking at ways to improve. Because that hasn't translated on the field is a problem for the New England Patriots. Right. But where do you go? You have to have a hand to hand the ball off, That's and it. the Patriots simply do not have that right now. No, terrible job of trying of getting a backup quarterback in here. They knew Bailey Zappi wasn't it. All right, they they they're out here scrambling for for um for uh mobile quarterbacks late in the draft, undrafted free agents. Mm. They're bringing in guys like Will Greer. They're bring yeah, how many quarterbacks have they brought in this mm. this season? Yeah. You know, Matt you Corral, could sit here, yeah. we'll run out of time listing them. All right, mm. none of these guys have worked out. All right, they, it, it's it's extremely thin. The Patriots should have done better back in the off season. Back in April, May, and June, exactly when they should have been doing better at constructing this offensive line and getting another wide receiver in here for um, for Mac to work with. Mac is going to be the starter after the bye week. People forget, just a couple of months ago, Bailey Zappi was on the waiver wire. He was cut. No team right. and put a nobody, claim in on him. No and one. the Patriots brought him back you know, kind of up and down between the practice squad, between the uh, the 53-man roster. He came in during the Cowboys and New Orleans Saints blowout losses, and he performed lackluster in both Same of those. Thing. Murph mentioned Will Greer. I know Malik Cunningham's name is coming up an yeah. awful lot. Malik is on the scout team, folks. I don't expect him to be your answer. Uh, the Patriots, I believe, have seen enough of him to know that he's nowhere near ready to carry mm -hmm. that type of load. So, unfortunately, Belichick's hands appear to be tied, right. and he, that's he why made, this is... He made yeah. the Sunday cut once, and mm -hmm. he, he was in for three plays. That's it. We were asking the next day why he was even even on the roster that day, why he yeah. was even, you know, in uniform. Um, and I'm sorry. I'm going to get killed for this in the comments, and, and mm -hmm. that, that's all right. And go ahead, as long as you keep it respectful. Yeah. But uh, he, he's, he's the, the best option that you have right now. And, uh, and granted, I mean, you, you can, you can lay a lot of blame, but by the end of the first half, he'd been sacked five times, pressured another three. And he mm. was actually in, in the second half, it wasn't that his eyes were dropping. It was the fact that his eyes were never up. It almost looked like this mm. poor kid was looking for a safe place to lie down. Yeah. You know, yeah. every time that he tried to move, there was, there was three Colts in his face. Mm -hmm. Um, as well as the, the the offensive line did in in run blocking, that's how poor they were in pass 
pass protection yeah. and a lot of, but a lot of that problem is on him too. He didn't um he didn't read and react quick enough. He didn't see guys that were open over the middle of the field and it's because he's so skittish that those things didn't happen. That's mm-hmm. the reason why he's he's missing um Pop Douglas across the middle open right. because he's 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 already afraid that he's going to get wiped out. Um hopefully the the line gets a little more healthy and he looks a little more like he did in the Buffalo game and even last last week in uh with Washington when we were sitting here talking about if only we had guys that could catch the ball when Mac actually hits them in the hands. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's it's not it's, letting him off the hook for an egregious, yeah. you know, game. It was a terrible yeah. game. And yeah, they should, folks. if they were going to pull him, they should have done it earlier and not on the last drive. Yeah, exactly. And then force a cold quarterback that is definitely nervous in that situation. And I don't care who yep. you are. Any quarterback is going to be nervous in that situation. Trying to come in, erase his own demons, because Bailey Zappi right. has not had the easiest of seasons no. either, folks. Let's not ignore that fact. It's a tough situation for any quarterback to be in, but there is no question. Mac Jones looked like a quarterback that needed to be pulled from that game yesterday. That's why he was. It's one thing to say he had a terrible game, get him out of there, put Bailey Zappi in, let's see if we can get a spark. But it's another thing to wonder what's next. And Murph, I think it's the same argument with Bill Belichick. You can get that instant satisfaction, that gratification of firing a coach that has your team at two and eight. But what do you do from that point? Right. Do you give the do you give the reins to Gerard Mayo, who has no head coaching experience None. in the league? You know, is inheriting the same roster, so you've got the same problems yep. that you had, whether Bill and was a, a head coach or coach. not. Exactly. And a defensive minded coach that's not going to fix your offense. You give it to Bill O'Brien, you're looking at the same problems on the opposite right. side. Bill O'Brien runs that offense right now, folks. Him ascending into the head coaching chair is not going to change that. So the Patriots have serious problems to solve, serious people to solve them. But I don't think they make those types of moves until the offseason. I think Murph and I are in agreement. Once that offseason begins, those questions will once again surface. And then you're looking at legitimate and you're looking at very specific conversations that will be had. And I think our answers will be different at that time. Our answers will be very different. But I am also not of the uh, the ilk that we're going to go start chasing quarterbacks in the draft right now. Okay, you can see it year after year after year with teams around the the NFL, like Cleveland, like Miami, like everybody else, searching for that next guy. And the next guy happens. Yeah. Okay. the next guy is 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 rarely chosen. Okay, it's the Tom Brady that that, you know, comes out of nowhere. I'm not saying, you know, to to win six Super Bowls here, but but that's usually the way it is. You know, look at Mm. what's going out there in San Francisco right now. You know, Mm. you you just find the guy that works with you. And um, and I'm not ready. you, You still you have to you have to build a team. Anybody that you bring in that's a first round pick right now is getting this team. Think about it. You're, right. you're picking some guy third, fourth, or fifth, and and he's he's inheriting this team. Um, let, let's go out there. Let's build the team, and then find the quarterback to go in. Or maybe you know, once again, it's uh, um, a little more than a crapshoot because the draft at this position is a crapshoot. If you don't yeah. think so, you know, ask the guys in Cleveland. Ask ask New York Jets fans. Ask mm. you know Buffalo Bills mm. fans. You know, it, it's a it's a decades long search for the right guy. Right. And exactly. um, 
personally, I, I think that this team is is three or four players away from serious respectability. Yeah. Now, two of those guys are are offensive tackles that aren't on the um aren't on the uh the the roster right now, and you know a wide receiver and a tight end. Okay, a tight end to go along with it. Mm -hmm. That's the way it goes. And um, what you need to do with an offense is build it from the 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 inside out, the defense, the outside in. And they've done a great job. Bill's done a great job building another really good defense. Let's see if we if we can can write this ship this off season. But um, I with that first pick, I'm not going to be saying take one of these uh, these quarterbacks. Yeah. And again, folks, I think it just comes down to how compounded the New England Patriots problems are right now. Yep. This is not a team that's one player away from magically contending, no. whether that player be a quarterback, whether it be a wide receiver like Marvin Harrison Jr., whether it be a top offensive lineman. This team needs multiple players at multiple right. positions in order to be able to rebound. There is a good core of talent on this team right. that needs to remain intact. But there's going to be a lot of house cleaning in the offseason. Take a long view on this. Yep. And you'll see, I think, a lot of all the questions that you have will be answered in due time. And, you know, that's all we can tell you about the New England Patriots business right now, folks. You're going to have to stay and make the move to Nevada with us. No, I'm only kidding. Uh, bottom line, it is uh, there is a lot of work to be done in Foxborough. And we may get some of that during the, uh, the bye week. It may be the bye week here on Locked On Patriots, but that doesn't mean we're taking any days off, folks. No, we've got shows every single day here for you, breaking down all of the Patriots' first half. Who's your MVPs? Who has had first halves to forget? We've covered some of them today, but we're going to continue to cover all of that and get you ready for the New England Patriots' November 26th matchup with the New York Giants. That's the next time. You're in a Wingland Patriots take the field, and it will be in East Rutherford at MetLife Stadium. But in the meantime, I want to thank my good friend, the Count of Murphy Fistol himself, the legendary Thomas Murphy, for joining me here today on hashtag Mailbag Monday. Uh, whatever we've branded, I think Melee Monday was what we kind of settled Melee. on, but it is hashtag Locked on Murph <laughs> Monday, and we love having him here. Don Murph, thank you for your wisdom. Thank you for your friendship. And before I let you go, please let everyone know what we can look forward to from the great pen, the great voice of Thomas Murphy all week long. Well, you, I'll be, I'll be back here later this week, I hope. And uh, of course, I, I'm still working on the Red Sox, fixing the Red Sox. And, <laughs> and, and thankfully, I can do that with money. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And of course, folks. I'm going to have the Friday. I'm going to, I'm going to put out the monster keys to the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And you know what, folks, the monster keys are always appointment viewing, appointment reading. You turn the keys, you go to the top. You don't turn the keys, you're never heard from again. Don't be like the two and eight version of the Patriots. Turn those keys, folks. Look at them and know that there is a fix that is possible for your New England Patriots. Yep. You just have to have the right guys at the helm to turn the keys. And in that vein, folks, we appreciate all of your support of Locked On Patriots. Thank you for hanging in there with us through what has been a tumultuous first half of the season, but you ain't seen nothing yet. Amazing guests coming up this week and all throughout the months of November and December. So stick around, stay with us here on Locked On Patriots because it's about to get better. In the meantime, I continue to wish you all the very best and to remind you to stay safe and to stay well and to be the change you wish to see in the world. Have a great day, everyone, and we'll see you back here again tomorrow on Locked on Patriots.
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.